You are listening to the Next Play Podcast, the playbook for high-performing leaders who want to exceed their full potential. From walking on the Ole Miss football team at 5'7", 150 pounds and earning a full D1 scholarship to coaching thousands around the world and working with massive organizations like IBM, I've learned countless lessons that I'll be sharing right here with you. Join me as I interview some of the most successful people so you too can learn how to focus on always moving forward by deciding, planning, and executing on the next play relentlessly. All right. What's going on? This is Richie Contartesi with another episode of Seven Big Commissions of the Next Play podcast, where we bring on agency owners, business owners who want to get to the next level. And today I'm very excited to announce we have David. David, how do you pronounce your last name? Last name is uh, Armendaris. Armendaris. Oh, <laughs> okay, but you said it way better. <laughs> yeah, a little cool. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. Uh, super excited to have you on. He's a state farm agency owner. He's got about a team of four uh, agents with him, and uh, he lives out in in an area that I'm very familiar with. Had a chance to to be in the community out in uh, Los Fresnos, Texas. So, someone that's had a lot of success and does well, but of course wants to get to the next level. So, David, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, David, real quick, can you give us a little context on your business, what you do, um, who's on your team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I opened up my agency back in 2014. Um, before that, I was actually a, a postal employee, and, and I jumped over, jumped ship over to State Farm as a sales rep. Uh, and about five years later, I was offered a uh, an opportunity here in this nice town in Los Fresnos. Um, so opened up there, started with about uh, about three team members, uh, basically starting from scratch. Uh, what that means to, to you all would be just basic zero book of business, right? And so I started with zero clients. Um, very excited until I started realizing, you know, I had zero book of business in there. So I really had to staff up. So uh, when I first started, yeah, I staffed up with about maybe five full-time and one part-time employee. Um, to get us going. And as the, you know, the year started going by, um, we started growing our book of business and in, inheriting a few policies here and there um, until where we are now. So as of now, I have a, a, a full staff of uh, four full-time employees and working on one um, marketer. Cool. So four, <laughs> four full-time employees. Now, are these employees agents of yours? Correct. Um, Three out of the four are fully licensed um, with their uh, property and casualty. So that gives them the authorization, right, to sell home and auto and so forth. Um, the second license they'll be working on is their life and health license to give them authorization um, to sell health insurance, life insurance, and all the products uh, within there. So the, the, the fourth one, we just hired her. So she'll be taking her exam, I think, in the next two weeks. Awesome. Okay, cool. Good stuff, man. Love it. Okay. And so real quick for the audience, what, what's been your biggest, um, like when you, when you have built this agency from 2014 to where it is today, what would you say has been one of your biggest, you know, um, what is get, like your, 
what has helped you the most yeah. when it comes to building your agency? What did you do that made the biggest difference in helping you grow? Yeah, I think one thing I learned early on um, when I would go to training and so forth is, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's progressed through there is um, the service, right? I mean, it's very difficult to make, you can't make promises you can't keep when it comes to rates, right? Rates go up, they fluctuate up and down. Um, but one right. thing that we learned over the years is customer service. So we really focus, I'm in a small town population, 8,000. So it makes it a lot more easier or susceptible for my end um, to be able to reach out to my staff and my, my customers. So yeah, we focus um, mainly on our customer service and that's been really our best asset um, to us right now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, Los Fresnos is about 8,000. Yeah. When I moved in, we had a population, I think I had my, I took my picture, but a population 5,542 back in 2014 and we're at 8,000 now. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Dang. Almost like double. Nice okay. in that small town. I'm the only, I'm the, I'm the only agent there. So we have, I have some competitors, some independents, right? And we don't really have issues. Uh, we work real, very well together, but I'm the only uh, state farm out there. Beautiful. Okay. So from a leadership perspective, David, you know, leadership is a game of always growing, always improving, always finding new ways to improve performance, right? Um, what would you say right now is, is your biggest challenge when it comes to leadership and your team and improving performance? Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest, I think our biggest challenge, and I could probably speak for a lot of agents on this. I do have a lot of friends that are agents is finding a staff. Um, very difficult uh, to find a, a team member, right, that we can count on because there's a lot of investment into a, into a team member before they can each, each actually go out and make you any money, if you will, right, to make some sales. They got to do mm -hmm. a lot of licensing, um, background investigations, everything, you know, all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, so it, it takes a good three, four months just to get them up and running. Um, I think our biggest challenge that we have is just finding those team members. First, you know, it's difficult uh, with a lot of this virtual working from home, right? Um, so it's it, it's very challenging to compete with that, first off. Um, and I think, right. honestly, one of the craziest ones is they just don't show up to their interviews, you know? Uh, it's been very difficult. Uh, I don't recall ever having an issue back, you know, in the day where you don't show up to an interview, but, uh, and I thought, well, it's, maybe is it just my office, but no, it's, it's all around, you know, our central market where we're at that agents have issues with, uh, our, our resumes, reading resumes have even changed, you know, basically I'm just looking now kind of, can I count on you to show up to work on time? Um, are you going to call in sick all the time? You know? Um, so a lot of challenges with that. I never, uh, that was never an issue back, you know, in 2014, 15, 16, if you will. But lately, that's probably been uh, one of the largest challenges that I've come across, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm with you on that. The world has changed so much in the past three years. I feel like the world has changed it's in the world of sales more in the past three years than the previous 30. Mm. Um, just how we recruit talent, what the, the type of opportunities in sales that are now available that weren't available four or five years ago. Um, there's so many different opportunities today, business opportunities today, remote opportunities um, where recruiting is now become sales. It's literally mm -hmm. become a game of 
you know, in sales, what do you need? You need a great offer, right? You need, you need a great mechanism to get people in the door. Then you need an amazing sales process and a funnel to take them through. And then you've got to close. Like, so in recruiting, it's the same thing. It's got to have a great offer. You got to have a great uh, funnel and pipeline to take, to take potential salespeople through um, and then close on the back end. It's a, it's just yeah. a different world. So, so let's talk about this. So you're currently in the process of hiring right now. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. I did an and last week uh, with one gentleman, um, and you know, directly to our point, and it looks like I'll be losing them. I ended up spending a little bit of uh, effort and time and money doing, you know, the, all the information that we needed to to bring him on board, and I ended up losing him. I think. Uh, Yesterday, I got the email that he was offered a position working from home. So, <laughs> so I ended up losing yeah. that. So a little difficult. Yeah. Are, are you planning on ever potentially offering remote opportunities or no? You know, um, we actually, uh, we experimented with it, you know, during COVID when everything was shut down. And we had a great month, to be quite honest, during um, that specific March month. Um, but uh, it worked very well. Um, I, I'm not all for working from home. Um, a lot of friends who do that, uh, it's great for about a year or two. Uh, and then you get a little kind of frustrated being at home and you just don't get to, they don't, I don't think the customers get the attention that's needed versus working in an office. You know, um, mm -hmm. you got that distraction from home, whether it's your pets or your family or the the doorbell or so forth and it's a little distracting so um i do reward my my team like you said you know we got to make changes we got to go with the flow and understand how things work so we put promos out there and we allow them to you know if we can hit a certain goal we'll let one specific work from home for a week and and then we'll do a rotation on there so we experiment with it i don't foresee myself going full-fledged that's just one of the great assets of us being an agent that we have an office uh, that customers can walk into versus calling a 1-800 number. Right. Okay. Um, got it. All right. And so what have you done so far to try and recruit? Like you mentioned show rate, getting people to show. How are you currently posting about it? How are you getting people into the pipeline to start? Yeah, we use our social media a lot, right? Um, my Facebook pretty much, you know, we, we utilize that a lot uh, for hiring, um, the LinkedIn, um, we use uh, in, Indeed and some of those other platforms that are out there. Um, but it all comes down to that face-to-face, -face, right? Once we get that, that application to be able to sit down with them and talk to them and uh, you get a good feel for what you're looking for uh, when you're yeah. seeing Okay. So when that, when that application comes in, what's your process from the applications that you've seen, applications that are qualified, and then getting them to show to an interview? What, walk me through that process. Yeah, so we get several applications that come in, you know, which is very fortunate, right, that we were able to kind of um, go through them. Uh, we've seen, I think what I look at now versus the past, um, I don't really, I'm not looking at your degree. I'm not looking at where you went to high school. I'm not looking where you worked five years from now. Uh, I mean, five years ago, um, I'm basically looking at your last couple of years, what you've done, where you've been, how many times have you jumped around, right? Are, are mm -hmm. you consistent? Um, once I receive those, I kind of sort those out. And then those are the ones I kind of reach out to first. Uh, and then we'll do a little chit chat over the phone just to kind of get a feel for how they sound over the phone and how they're able to communicate 
um, looking for those people skills, right? Um, once that's you know established, then I ask for maybe a sit down and we'll bring them in for an hour and I'll tell them a little bit about my business. And, and of course, uh, one thing that I've learned is uh, I kind of let them talk. You know, I'll just sit there, tell me a little bit about yourself, tell me what you've done, you know, what does your future look like? And then I'll just kind of let them kind of go. And usually when you give them the floor, um, they'll let it all out. They'll tell you anything and everything that you're looking for without you even having to ask, you know. And then at the end of the interview, if there's anything that I missed, right, I have my little sheet that I use, uh, and then I'll ask those questions. Yeah, I love that. Okay. And so, but but is the challenge in getting them to show to the first phone interview or getting them to show to the in-person interview? Like, where's the challenge? Yeah, I think the challenge is, um, it's really the, uh, the in-person interview because over the phone, um, what I've experienced is over the phone, no one's going to tell you no. Um, they're usually going to say they're interested, they're excited about it, we'd love to get together, meet with you. Uh, it's that in-person interview that we have the challenge with. Right? I think what happens is there's just other opportunities out there and maybe I'm just not, yeah. you know, compete with some of the larger agents and, and some of the other companies out there. So uh, I, I think they, 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 the, the issue comes right around the, when we say, hey, well, let's get together when you're available to talk. Um, and then the no-show starts happening. <laughs> so it's right mm, around that. Yeah, that, for sure. That. Now, so, but so they do schedule with you. They just, yeah. you just don't. Okay. Okay. They'll so schedule. you get all, okay. So go ahead. Yeah, no, they'll schedule the appointment. We'll schedule it together. I, you, I And I work around their schedule. Some of them have, you know, uh, they're already employed. So uh, I'm very laid back. I uh, said, so you, you know, work around your schedule. You let me know what's a good time for you and we'll get together and we'll set it to their, you know, to their specifications and I'm hoping they'll show up. And, you know, uh, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's, uh, I don't know what word to use. I guess it's better that they didn't show up because I would hate to have to hire someone and invest all the time and effort and then, you know, to have them quit or not show, you know, do a no show. So, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, um, two things that it could potentially be right. It could be the, the type of people that we're attracting on the front end. Um, and it could be maybe some opportunity excitement frames on that initial phone, but let, let's start, let's start on just understanding the metrics. Um, how many, how many, if you, I don't know if you have these metrics, but how many like applications have you gotten? How long you've been doing this for the, the hiring? Eight, nine years in September. No, but I mean, like for this particular round. No, oh, for this round, probably okay. for the past two and a half months. Okay, so in the past two and a half months, how many? How many? If you had to to, to put a number to, how many applications do you think you've gotten? Um, I kind of went over those today. I think I got a rough estimate around thirteen. In two and a half months, only thirteen. Okay. Oh, well, it's also a small town. Right. Yeah, and also the fit the criteria. You know, I mean, we'll weed some out that um, they're not interested in full time or so forth. But the ones that we kind of sit with, uh, we kind of speak with, that are full time looking for that that position. Uh, we've got about thirteen applications that came in in the last two two and a half months. Okay, so thirteen applications, and all those. How many of those thirteen did you actually end up having a phone interview with? Out of the thirteen, probably about eight or nine. Rough estimate that, that actually got a hold of and spoke with. Got it. Okay, cool. All right. So we talked to nine, and now of those of those nine, when you spoke with them, that would that's what you would consider a phone interview. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. 
Okay. And how many of those nine did you end up scheduling a a uh, interview with in person? Out of the nine, we scheduled five interviews, and I think out of the five, uh, I had three, uh, well, two no shows. Okay, so of those three showed, and of those three that did show, were, were any of them? Did any of them? I'm assuming they didn't move forward. Um, out of the three, one wasn't too interested in, in going full time, but very good interview. She gave a very good interview. Um, the the second one, uh, it just it, it, it wasn't going to work. The, the third one, that's the one that I just recently spoke with. It looked like all was going well, but he ended up getting a little bit better offer. So I ended up losing him well, yesterday. Okay, got it. Okay, all right. So so thirteen nine five three and none. And this is something you've been doing for two, two months. Where do you feel like if we look at the actual numbers, where do you feel like we, we could make an adjustment that could really change the game here in your recruiting? What's the I mean, offer? Yeah, I think really the biggest challenge is, uh, you know, the salaries, it's hard to match salaries. We have, you know, um, your, your targets and your, and your Walmart's paying $17 an hour and so forth. It's very difficult to offer that up front. Um, especially to mm -hmm. someone who's not licensed yet, because like I said, you'll be <clears throat> bringing them on board with no license. Uh, then finally getting that license and then getting them to train and do all their modules. And by the time they're up and running and even uh, starting to quote, um, you're, like I said, you're looking about three, four months. So it's, it's very difficult to offer that upfront. So we start off at, at, at yeah. salary. Um, and then the way we make up for it, or at least the way I make up for it, I give a, a small sign on bonus. And then once they get one license immediately, once it's uh, that license is passed, um, I jump up their their pay one dollar, and then when they get the second license, we jump it up for another dollar. And then of course my commission schedule is pretty good. I mean, I, uh, like I said, I was a team member myself before I became an agent, um, and I think one of my my uh, commission schedule I have in forces uh, it works very well. It just takes those couple of months to get there. And it's hard to get a, a team member to wait that long before they can start, you know, actually making some decent, um, you know, salary. Different, uh, yeah. Pension. Well, let me ask you a question. Cause I think one of the things that, that I see a lot with, with business owners, and I actually used to do this in the beginning too, cause I obviously also hire salespeople <laughs> um, is, is really on the offer and the opportunity and being able to map that out for them. So when you're speaking with them over the phone, what, what's the offer? And, and, and also because you only had 13 resumes, it's hard to tell because of the size of your community and all that. So I, I, I don't know, but I'm just thinking like, what's the offer that's in, that's, that's on your app, your, your job description, but also that you're, you know, um, portraying over the phone. What's the offer? Yeah, and that's a tough one. You know, I mean, again, mind you, you know, I'm way down here south, tip of Texas, right? Um, my starting, uh, right, with no license coming in, we start off uh, an offer of $13 an hour. That's uh, what I start off with. And then once they immediately pass that first exam, I jump into 14. Um, and then once they get that second exam, they're 15. So the average salesperson is about $15 an hour plus commissions um, in a lot of them will come in with, well, you know, I'm, I'm over here making about $17 an hour. And that's, well, you know, it's understandable, but it. a big difference between what they're doing and what we're doing, right? Um, when it, especially when it comes to Yeah. Finish. 
Okay. So, so I got it. Actually, James put up a good, good comment here. Let me just show it. He wrote, so he needs to talk about the no cap, whereas everywhere else as a cap on what they make, I'd be interested yeah. how he presents that to the person. So uh, obviously the hourly is like, it, it, it's part of the deal, but, but what's, what's the offer? Like if David, I were to see you or I were to talk to you on the phone, what's the opportunity? That's the better word. Let me, let me use that word. What's the opportunity that I have with working with you? So you would call this your pitch, right? What's your pitch? So the greatest opportunity working with 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 an office like ourselves, right, would be um, our hours are pretty nice. So we're very uh, family friendly. We're working Monday through Friday, nine to five, weekends by appointment only. Mainly it's me if it's an appointment, right? So that that helps a lot. A lot of my staff all have uh, families, so that's that's one um, advantage of working with Love you that. know my office versus you know somewhere else with uh, different shifts, uh, night shifts, morning shifts. Right, so we've got a set schedule. Um, my offer, right, it, it's a little, uh, maybe a little worrisome at the beginning, right, we'll make that first offer would be, for example, my offer would be $13 an hour without a license, but once we get you trained, get your first license, we'll jump up to 14 get you already um, start working on your modules, right, so that we get you up and selling, we get your second license going, we get you at 14 um, the average beginner commissions, is, and now I'm saying in my office, because I'm in a small office, is about six hundred dollars um, a month in commissions, which equals to what maybe about two, an extra two something an hour, rough estimate, if I'm correct. About four, you know, uh, so that brings them to about uh, about seventeen fifty seventeen uh, bucks an hour, and that's just as a a, a new team member. So that's kind of how we pitch that out because a lot of them will come in. Well, you know, I'm kind of working right now at a location, and I'm getting paid about seventeen bucks an hour. Well, the the advantage of me is, you know, you get to make your own paycheck. Really, this is just you know, based on my numbers and my teams. And, and I mean, I have a fairly new staff right now, so I know what the new numbers look like at, you know, today's market. Um, my new team members averaging about five, 600 uh, monthly and just in commissions only because she's a new team member. My seasoned team member who's been with me for about seven years, uh, she averages about maybe a thousand. Um, so we can, you can figure the numbers on that with, you know, I, I pay bi-weekly and, uh, you know, a thousand divided by, uh, 160 whatever that is about five bucks extra so uh, it gets enticing after that and of course one of the things that that helps a lot is the sign-on bonus because it's very difficult to go from a 17 hour um, uh, hourly job to a 13 starting with no license yet so we give that sign-on bonus which is that cushion to help them continue with their you know their bills and what whatever um, payments they may have so we don't disrupt too much of their livelihood okay do you do you do you coach your sales reps on a one-on-one -on -one basis every week? Yeah, we actually we have our what we call our powwow every day. So I mean, uh, I, I ask my team to come in at eight thirty. We don't open till nine. Like I said, I'm pretty laid back with my staff. Um, try to keep them happy, so they get the clock in at eight thirty. That gives them time, you know, to put on their makeup and make their coffee and talk about how their weekend was. And you know, I kind of let them because it's going to happen anyway. So you know, we can do yeah. that. Um, We'll give them about 15 minutes and then we'll get together and do a powwow just where we're at in our numbers um so we meet uh every day in a quick you know 15 20 minute powwow and then once a week we'll we'll meet in the mornings and we'll sit for about 45 minutes to an hour um, and we'll go over our numbers where we were last week versus where we are today how many cars did we yeah. grow last week and how many where are we at now right 
Mm-hmm. Do you do you also coach your each one of your sales agents one on one? We do, um, and the reason I do that is uh, when I came in, right? It's very difficult uh, when you're doing these one on ones, especially when you're doing role playing. So when I came in um, through my training, I did an eight month training, and one thing that I realized is that that one on one role play uh, it was very difficult for me when I first started, right? Um, yeah. Sitting in front of your your peers and, and your supervisors, trying to sell a product or discuss a product. But as the days went by in doing this, it got, it got easier. And I realized, you know, the only way to do it is you just got to gotta jump in. So, yeah, I meet with my team, especially my new staff, and we do a lot of role playing. Um, it starts off with, you know, how to answer the phone, you know, um, yeah. when we the phone, uh, phone etiquette and so forth. So we do a lot of role playing pretty sure. much with new staff. Okay. And then let me ask you this. Like if I were to come into your agency, and in two to three years, I was a stud, slam dunk, crushed it. Top, top, top. I even hit the century mark. How much did I make on a monthly basis? Well, I mean, based where, where, where I'm at, right? Let's uh, be realistic numbers probably would be hitting about, and I say this based off of one of my, my seasoned team member, uh, it, you'd be probably hitting about $20, $21 an hour. Okay. And see, I don't throw um, it on the salary itself because like you said, right, we can have great months. I mean, you can you can rock it for one month and go, I mean, great. And then you might, and then the following month, you know, we mind you, right? You have a great month. You're going to have a lot of underwriting. You're going to have a lot of follow-ups. You got to clear up on those, all that stuff you wrote. So that following month, you're going to be a little busy working on servicing issues, right? And it takes away to, uh, from that pipeline that you're trying to build. So that following month, you're right. It might, it might not be as great. So mm-hmm. to protect myself, all right, as an agent and a business owner, I have to be careful with it because, right, I'm, I'm 100% commission as well as, as an agent, right? So we got to make sure that whatever I'm paying out in salaries, um, you know, it goes alongside with, with, with my income that's coming in so I can, you know, I can take care of them. So that's why I put it on the commissions, right? Um, and that's where that $20 comes in. Uh, my commission schedule is based around an office goal, but it include, it, it's got that individual sales in there, which it really, it really helps the team uh, more than it does the house, to be quite honest, right? But it works very well. So it's almost a guarantee if you're doing your job right. Yeah. So, so here, here's what James wrote. This really sounds like a great gig. He, he's almost unintentional, unintentional <laughs> on how he's explaining it to you. It's making it sound less than what it is. And I agree. Yeah. And so I, I think like, as I listen and, and I could continue to ask questions on what you do, but <clears throat> today more than ever, man, like in the, in the sales world. And I say this because we talk to hundreds of sales people and agency owners and business owners every single month, like hundreds. And I could tell you there's so much opportunity out there and there's very little coaching. There's very little accountability. There's very little um, guarantees. And these are all things that you're doing that may not be portrayed as well as they could be on your phone interview. I'm just thinking out loud. It may not be as good as what's portrayed on your job description. 
And so I see that all time and time again, the job, the job descriptions weak, the Facebook posts are weak. Um, the offer isn't, isn't great. Um, whereas if you come in and you say, look, if you come in and you share, you know, and you do everything we talk about, you know, you can make, you know, you can make 20, $21 an hour. You can, you know, be a part of a great family. You'll, you'll have a, a coach and a mentor who will work with you one-on-one -on -one every single week to ensure that you make the income that you want to make. You can go make $17 an hour, but David, if you join my team, if you're the right fit, you can, you're free to apply if you want, but if you're the right fit, I'm going to work with you and ensure you hit your goals and be a part of a community that's fun and exciting. Um, does that sound like something that would intrigue you? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, honestly, it sounds great. <laughs> to be quite honest. Okay, um, cool. So the next step in this process, David, is we've got a pretty solid list of applicants. Um, and it sounds like you're, you're definitely could be a good fit. Um, but because I work one-on-one -on -one with everybody on my team to achieve their goal, it's, it's really, it's important that there's alignment. So um, the next step is to come into the office and let's make sure that there is a good fit on both sides. What do you think about that? Yeah, that, that sounds very good actually. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like, the, I, 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 this is what we do with, with our clients and I do it because I do, we really do work one-on-one -on -one and I never, like I am not interested in working with anybody who's not driven, not motivated, doesn't want to excel. And so you're going to weed out and some people might say like, wow, like, this is exactly what I want, or they're going to be like, I'm looking for a desk job, like a nine to five where I go in and, you know, um, and I'll, I'll just say, man, in the remote space, because like I, my team's remote, like we have an office, sometimes they're here, but our, and, and the clients that we work with are remote and there's just no leadership. There's no accountability. There's no coaching. There's no systems. There's no. And so um, they struggle, they fall off and they fall apart. And so I think, man, the fact that you you are going to do everything in your power to help them achieve what they want is the sale. And that is the opportunity. Yeah. And honestly, it is. I mean, I know when we discuss it, you know, it sounds a little different. But, yeah, with, with our team, um, you know, my team has lasted. I, I just lost about two team members. Um, one was had some uh, medical issues. So she 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 had a. Um, she had a she had a I guess leave us right the other one uh, ended up retiring uh, so uh, they retired and moved away so I've had my same staff for probably over about five years which is really nice to be able to have a team for that long because you really get to know each other um, and sitting with them you know we do we take really good care of each other we you know we talk a lot and stuff uh, I think my my team felt very good comfortable here you know um, we work together we our, our commission schedules work by helping each other if one's doing better it's going to help the other person whether they sold more or less you know so uh, we try to have that good environment um, you know we try to work outside the box together when we do our events and so forth um, so it's been a very good atmosphere thank goodness you know um, so we try to keep that good you know vibe in the office and um, everyone, you know, excited instead of coming into a box. Um, my office, even my <laughs> office, right, uh, to be quite honest, where I was in the past, my, where I was renting in the past, um, it was a beautiful building, a historic building. It used to be the old railroad station um, here in this small, beautiful town. Um, yeah. It was a 
It was about 2,500 square feet. It had like eight or nine offices. You know, I wish I was that busy. It's just not right. So I ended up um, getting another location over here. And the nice thing about it is I was able to build this um, based around my staff, right? This new office versus my old office. Uh, no windows mm -hmm. in my old office. Uh, the only windows they had were in the hallway and they had bars on them, you know? So my new office, every, every team member has a window, right? Every team mm -hmm. member um, has their own lights, you know, their own, their own switch where they can, you know, uh, dim the lights that fits them best uh, is because it affects you when using your computers. Their AC vents, each desk has an AC vent facing them so they can adjust it, telling you to switch out the, the, the can you lower it, can you hire it? So I really built this office around my staff. Um, and I, I feel like it's been uh, beneficial to them because they actually enjoy coming to work. You know, my, my team comes early and makes breakfast here, you know, before, before yeah. even the 830 time in. So that's been very good. Awesome. I love it, man. I love that, that the longevity, it, it says a lot about you and what you're doing. So, so, okay. So as far as your next play moving forward from here and improving potentially the, the, um, description and what you're offering as the opportunity and then potentially the opportunity that you're portraying on the phone script what do you feel like would be the next play for you what do you think you can do moving forward to improve this process yeah i think my next step um, honestly is you know get these new team members you know up and running um that way i can kind of get them already kind of on the sales side right um, continuing on that one-on-one -on -one and um, role-playing with them so they feel comfortable. If they can sit in front of me and talk, you know, to me and sell the product, then they're not going to have any issues sitting in front of a stranger uh, selling it, right? So uh, I think the next step would be get, getting them up and running and then focusing on putting some new processes in place, right? We have to go with the flow. Things are changing around us. You know, our marketing yeah. strategies have changed now. You know, our sales pitch have changed now. I mean, here I am talking to you, right, uh, on a Zoom call or um, doing this podcast. So we're trying, uh, getting my team um, up to, I guess, up to par, right, and then working on new processes when it comes to um, how do we talk to these, these uh, potential clients when it comes to auto insurance. Uh, in the past, right, it was almost like, okay, you're with X amount of, you're, you're paying X amount of dollars or ours and maybe a little bit, thank you very much, I appreciate the opportunity. Now it's a little bit more like, hey, we work on not just that, it's, it's penetration. Well, let me, if, if I can't save you on your automobiles, maybe I'm a slight higher in your automobiles. Let me take a look at your homeowner's policy. Maybe I can fix it over here, premium-wise, give you a little bit better premium, better coverage, and then it'll offset your autos. With your permission, I can work that for you at, at no cost to you, right? And then what, we use, what that process will entail would be a homeowner's quote, an auto quote, a yeah. life quote. Right, and then uh, a flood quote for your home because we are in, in a flood area down here in South Texas, and that's Got that. Would, okay, that's, I like it. That's that's a lot. Uh, I like <laughs> it. But as far as the recruiting goes, like when you're when you're giving your pitch of what you have to offer, how can you pitch it stronger? Like, hey, if you, like you know, you find out what they want. Look, if, I get you're making seventeen dollars an hour. Look but you're capped, right? You, you might make a little bit more over a long period of time, but if you come on my team, you're not only going to have the opportunity to make 20, 21, $22 an hour, but 
you're also going to have me working with you one-on-one every single week to make sure that you're on track to achieving your goal. You're not going to have a cap. You're going to be a part of a fun team and a community. You know, does this all sound like stuff that you would want to be a part of David, if I were recruiting you? Um, Do you see like, so let me, so that, how do you, how do you feel you can make that pitch stronger when you're talking over the phone and even updating your job description on the front end of just really articulating that to be able to overcome some of those objections of I'm already making 16, $17 an hour. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I think my, my approach would be, you know, let me, let's compare your team versus my team. Right. Um, You know, here with my team, we we have, we have a great team and it's a small team and it's a good team. We work together and the, 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 the salary may not be exactly where you want it to be. At, at, yes. at this moment, exactly right. at this, but with me behind you and training you and teaching you and role playing with you, uh, it's almost a guarantee um, that you'll you'll surpass where you're at now. And once you realize that you're not at 17, you're at 17.50, you're at 18, you're at 20, you're at 21. On top of that, let me tell you a little different between their team and our team is we're Monday through Friday, and you know what? If it's Easter. Friday, you know what? Let's close early. We get to make that decision. We're not corporate where you're stuck there working till 12 o'clock or working till one o'clock in the morning or you're having a a night shift or your shift changes. See, we're consistent and we work together as a team. And it's pretty nice when you have, you know, a a good leader, right? And you have a good team because people work together. So you could come, you could, you know, decline coming in at $13 an hour. You can be happy at 17, but just know, let me tell you a little bit about me. Right. I was here. Here I was working at the United States Postal Service for over eight years, making thirty seven dollars an hour with retirement, with medical. And then I jumped to a salesman. Right. With an insurance company, losing everything, took the risk, jumped. And here I am now. So, yeah, it's a leap of faith. Right. But at the end of the day, is this what you want to do? Working over there, split shifts or do you want something consistent? You want something, it's not a job. This is a career. I'm not looking for you to be, I'm not looking for, a, you know, a, 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 a fly by night. I'm looking for someone that I can keep for forever, God willing, you know, someone that I can protect, look over uh, and, and grow their salaries along with my salary, right? I don't grow unless you grow. I don't make money unless they make money. That's kind of how it works in this industry, right? So that would be the approach, you know, that I would use if I was able to either sit with them or talk to them on the phone where I feel that they would be that one person because you can get a lot from a person from a first there that, that phone conversation more importantly in person right um, that would probably be the yeah. approach that go for yeah I love it man now we're talking now we're, <laughs> that's a pitch man that's a pitch and so today man when you get someone good and qualified over the phone you know find out what they want and then tailor what you just said right there to make sure, you know, if it truly aligns with you and you want to work with them, make sure it really aligns with what they want and, and do that, dude. I have comments here of people like, yeah, sign me up. Like, <laughs> um, th- I could feel your passion. And um, today, that's the difference yeah. in hiring. Um, people and, and have more opportunities. Yeah, and it makes a big difference. I'll tell you, Richie, that if you actually enjoy your job. I actually love my job. You know, I, yeah. I, I can say I love my job. You I, can know, tell. I can tell. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah. 
we've heard, you know, uh, complaints and upset customers and, and whatever may be, rate increases and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, I get to meet a, a, a variety of, of different people. I get to talk to different people every day. You know, I get, it's not stagnant and neither it is, it's mm -hmm. not like either. So it just makes it even better when you enjoy doing what you do. Yeah, I love that, man. So good. Okay, cool. You feel good about it? I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just, just looking at comments here. Um, yeah, it's really good, man. Um, I just feel like that's, you're going to, and, and what, so everything you just said there, this is recorded. I would go back and watch it. I would put that in the job description as well. Yeah to get more applicants and you're posting it on indeed right we're indeed and um we're on um, social media and i think there's another platform we're using through the company i forgot the name of it but um there's yeah linkedin platform. jobs is good too so so indeed is the best man um we're a huge i'm a huge fan i use it for all my stuff uh what you know if you want i can give you give you through a quick tip for indeed on yeah. this on this um here's here's what i would do as my next play i would take the current job you have down off indeed refresh the job description by watching what you said on this podcast and put that at the very top here's the opportunity here's what you're going to get from me i'm not going to let you fail as long as you do the things that you say you're that that i tell you to do i won't let you fail i'll be here by your side all that put at the very top opportunity 20 21 22 dollars per hour you'll have me by your side you have a one-on-one -on -one coach every single week to helping you achieve your goals um put that at the top repost that on indeed you know how when you repost you'll get a nice fresh batch um so repost get a nice fr fresh batch and then when you're on the phone you know your normal thing discovery find out about them and then boom hit that pitch again and just be like if, if that sounds of interest to you then Let's schedule one on one. So then, the the purpose of coming into your office and meeting with you is solely so that they can learn more about how you're going to help them achieve their goals. Yeah, that's the only. It's not about not, not to learn about the agency, not to learn about your team and how great it is and all like that. None of that matters. Okay. The only purpose of them coming in. I mean, it matters it, after yeah. that step. But the only thing that matters for them coming in is that they know David is going to sit down with them, learn more about them, and do everything in his power to help them achieve their goals in sales yes. and make I like more. It. I like it. Is that cool? It's very cool. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Hey, this is a great call, man. Um, I love it because we don't talk that much about recruiting on here, but I love it, man. Um, so this is really good. Cool. So... Um, feel good have a good next play so far so good yeah all right perfect awesome all right well um everybody who joined us today thank you so much thanks for listening to another episode of seven figure commissions we work with agency owners to get to the next agency owners business owners coaches consultants get to the next level improve their business um become better leaders um and we're all on this journey together we're all learning we're all finding ways to improve and and be coached to greatness so thank you all so much for being here uh david thank you so much Thank for being all. here and uh, I'll see y'all on the next show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the next play podcast. If you liked the show, make sure to leave us a review. 
For more resources, visit RelentlessUniversity.com or download the free Relentless University app. And if you're interested in having me speak at your next event, visit RelentlessRitchie.com. Until next time.